I wanted a career in which everything would matter. So I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers to learn more and apply. At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. That's why the Rodriguez family is famous around town for shooting hoops upside down. They can dunk from downward dog, score three-pointers from crow pose, and make hook shots in headstands. With so many activities, programs, and classes at the Croc, you never know what you'll get into. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. gentlemen and welcome back to another edition of the boxing voice radio i am your host nesta gibbs joined alongside daniel alvarez aka ring walk danny ring walk what's going on buenos dias how are you good morning good morning how you feeling champ i'm good man i'm good you know rough start <laughs> you know we're, we're having a few of those the this this month of july but we're already in the month of july so it's like Halfway wow. through is the 15th. Definitely past the halfway mark, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's crazy. And, and what I mean is halfway mark of the yeah, year. Yeah, the year, of you course. Know? You know, we uh, ended June now into the second half of the year. So it's going to yeah. be interesting what the second half brings. It's, it's, been a, it's been a wild 
uh, ride of the first six months. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, bro. I feel like I've been out here all year because of the flying back and forth. But, uh, you know, it was funny hearing Mike Leonardi say that, you know, wow, we're in July and we're already announcing fights in January. And he was talking, obviously, of uh, Jamal, excuse me, Jamel Charlo uh, versus Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu. Um, but this morning, this morning, we're here to discuss a topic that you wanted to talk about, which is, uh, you know, the good old Oscar De La Hoya uh, saying that it won't be easy to make the Garcia versus Tank fight. Now, this is coming off the back of yesterday's news that we discussed on our Thursday previews and predictions show where Espinoza was taking shots and saying, look, when we tried to make the tank fight in the past, uh, you know, or rather when, when DAZN tried to make fights with Showtime fighters in the past, they made it clear like, oh, Jamal wasn't on contract, so-and-so isn't on contract, why can't they come to DAZN? Well, guess what? Ryan isn't in contract. Obviously, Joe McCroskey's DAZN comes out and says they don't normally do this, but you're incorrect. You know, we'll discuss business on social media. You're wrong about what you're saying. Ryan is definitely with the zone. And then De La Hoya comes out and just says it won't be easy to make this fight between Ryan and Tank because Heyman always wants to break up fights. Mm. Um, so, I, I don't know. You know, some may want to give Oscar the benefit of the doubt, which you should. We we can't pick sides um, because these two used to be in business together, you know. And and to be honest, I guess the Heyman De La Hoya era was probably the better era. Maybe like we didn't have this oversaturation of pay per views when Oscar Richard Schaefer. And Al Heyman were a team. We got Floyd Mayweather versus Canelo with with Lucas Matisse and Danny Garcia on the undercard. Isn't that how it went? Floyd and Canelo, correct. It was uh, Danny Garcia, and that's what I'm talking about. And if you think about those cards that Richard, Oscar, and Al put together, they were normally like that, like good stacked cards. You know, think about it. Who else? You're the almanac. Help me. Maybe I'm right here. Canelo versus Josecito Lopez. What was on the undercard? That was actually uh, an undercard. Really? To what? That that makes it my, my point, case in point. If right? Canelo was a co-main. No, so he was, what, wasn't that the time, like, he main evented in, like, one venue, but it was part of a Floyd pay-per-view as a co-main event? Like, Floyd was main event here in Vegas, mm -hmm. and I want to say, like, Canelo was main event in California, but the Canelo fight was part of the Mayweather telecast. Well, there you go. Or some shit like that. Well, there you go. The Canelo, excuse me, the Oscar, Richard Schaefer, Heyman era is probably the best era. Right now, can you point and say, oh, Nats, come on, man, when PBC came out. Free fights for all, they had a lot of good fights. Maybe a handful. You know what I'm saying? And that that stopped quickly. It stopped quickly. Um, 
Man, profound dreamer. That is hilarious. Yes. Yes, that's hilarious. He said PBC stands for postponed boxing careers. And it's hilarious because it can be true. There are some PBC fighters that, you know, feel their career is is it has and is being stagnated they've could have done so much more I, I don't understand how hard it is to do that job right like is it that it's not enough money like I, I need to understand why there's so many fighters that don't have fights at all like come on it's just crazy it's just crazy bro no it happens uh far too often across the sport true yeah Sport, but but um, I think we're going to take a quick intermission. We do have our first guest. He actually was here in the building with us, you know, uh, as we're just starting things. Um, we didn't quite realize we should have rescheduled him and not had him come in so early, being as though we're still having hella rough starts, right? But uh, give us a few seconds. We'll be right back with Big Mo. Twelve years. I never expected it to turn out like this. Theboxingvoice.com. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. What's happening, people? Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem wrong. The man from the frozen tundra. Keem, straight out of Florida. Liz Lowe, Decatur, Georgia. You already know what it is. It's the Queen, Mikey K, Detroit. Stand up. David Maldonado, New York City. Yo, Ness, don't cut me off, man. Don't cut me off. King, I mean of Essex. Catch me for them championship rounds. Big Superman. Claim me, Texas. Davidian in Buffalo. God bless you all. All right, and we're back, and we're joined with ring announcer Big Mo. And uh, good morning, Big Mo. How are good you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. From beautiful Las Vegas. So this is your camera, so you don't break your neck. Cool. Um, beautiful Las Vegas. So where are you uh, born and raised? So I was born in San Diego, California, but I've lived in Colorado my whole life. I live in Denver right now, so kind of in the middle, which allows me to okay. you know, travel Ooh, all over. Denver, man. <laughs> so you love the cold. I don't. I actually hate it, but <laughs> you know, I'm there for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, I, I went to college out there. I, I'm an entrepreneur by heart, so I do some business out there as well, so... But I, I would love to come to Vegas or Southern California, somewhere a little bit warmer, I think. All right, all right. So uh, what brings you to Las Vegas? So, I mean, I'm meeting with a couple boxing promotions out here and just talking to some people about some work and stuff like that. And also came for a little bit of, le little bit of leisure, too. And I figured since I'm out here, I've been following your guys' show. I think you guys have built a kind of a platform that makes for a fun conversation of just talking boxing and kind of just combat sports in general and life in general. So I figured I might as well carve out some time and come meet you guys. No, that was great, man. We're happy to have you in the studio and happy to uh, meet you as well. Uh, how'd you get started? I know you played a little college football, so talk to us. You know, you're big as fuck, man. You're six <laughs> seven. Not not many people we have in studio are bigger than this. So yeah. so talk to us about, about your start and, and how you got things kicked off. Yeah, so, you know, when I finished playing college football, I was finishing up grad school, and... Where were you playing college ball at? Uh, University of Northern Colorado, so Division One AA, playing the Big Sky, uh, we play, uh, you know, Weber States, North Dakotas, gotcha. South Dakotas, that type of area, Montana, stuff like that, and... Uh, 
I always wanted to work in entertainment. And for a long time, what I thought – What, were you, a tight end? So I was an offensive tackling guard. I've lost about 100 pounds. Holy shit. I used to shit. be even bigger, yeah. Okay. About 315. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, about 315. And uh, so I've lost now, I think, 95. Yeah, I was going to say, in order for you to be a tackle or a guard – I, like, I know you had to have been a bit heavier. Yeah, a little bit heavier. Luckily, I think slim fit clothing looks a little bit better. So, how like much <laughs> do you weigh now? Because you're like 6'7", right? Yeah, I weigh about two, 220-ish right now. Wow. 215-ish. So. Wow, so you've <laughs> dropped a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think... So, wait, so wait, why did you get that low? Was it Were you seeking the six-pack? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been big my whole life, man. I was tired of... You know, wearing husky fitting clothing and stuff like that. I wanted to get in better shape. I wanted to see, because I pushed my body to a level of getting big and, you know, carrying a lot of weight and that type of stuff. And I was curious if I could push my body in the other direction, take the load off my joints, become more athletic, things like that. And it's also a bit of vanity, too. I mean. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and I'm not mad at you. It's just that, that uh, when I attempted that, I got down to 217 and I only had like a four pack. But then I think of Vladimir Klitschko. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, mm-hmm. six, yep. 245. Both he and his brother have a fucking eight pack. So. Oh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm just trying to figure out, was it you chasing the six pack? Because, uh, you know, I don't know if it's genetics. I mean, I think, yeah, I was going to say a lot of it, a lot of it's totally genetics. Yeah, because Vlad, bro, I don't know how he could do it with so much weight. Like 245 is heavy. If you go to his weigh-ins, he's always about 245 still with a beautiful Mm -hmm. stomach, bro. Definitely. It's like, what the hell? (laughs) So I didn't ever understand. It was, it's hard. Like, again, I wouldn't have wanted to go as low as I did. Uh, I was just chasing him, but it's like, forget it. To be that low, I don't want to, you know, feel too thin. I think for me, it's, you know, you you see people that are in really great shape, and I think everyone can can get themselves to that point. It just takes a level of, I mean, life is about priorities. If, Mm -hmm. If you put fitness and your health as a priority, depending on where you rank it, then I think anyone could achieve that physique, and I kind of just wanted to see if I could do it. And I'm still getting there, of course, so it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. But uh, to answer your question, Danny, because I know uh, you asked kind of how I got started, um, I wanted to get into entertainment work, and I thought I was going to be more of like an agent or a manager. And uh, But I kind of – part of me goes, you know, I'm a good public speaker. I was hosting events towards the end of my career in college and banquets and like, you know, 100 people groups. And I had a friend of mine that said, you know, have you ever tried commentary, sports commentary for boxing or for uh, football or basketball, the sports that I played? And at the time, I was kind of burnt out, but I was like, you know, I love combat sports, and I'm the type of person that's never afraid to get told no. So found a promotion in Colorado, said, hey, you know, I'm looking to get into this work. They were looking for a color commentator at the time, so they brought me in, had me audition as a commentator. They liked what I had, the energy that I brought, stuff like that, the youth kind of excitement. And I did a couple shows as a commentator, but I saw the ring announcer, and I was like... Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. I can do that. I was like, I can, I can turn that into something. So they gave me an opportunity. I was able to build a brand around it. It's obviously just exploded in 
uh, you know, it's been able to kind of give me an amazing life so far. And uh, here we are. Now when did it start <laughs> exactly? <laughs> Say what? When did it start exactly? About uh, three years ago now. And so I'm still really. So what know, was that first start? So I, uh, it was actually a boxing show. So it was, okay. a, it was an MMA promotion that brought me on, but they called Sparta. Uh, it's a more regional, local promotion I've out, heard out of it. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they work with Airtight Boxing, which is the same kind of level. Uh, the guy that runs Airtight, Steve Messis, he does uh, matchmaking for PBC and Top Rank and stuff like that. And so they brought me on, and uh, they liked what I did. And so then I became the resident announcer for them, uh, for both of those brands. And then I started working with XMMA, which is a national, international MMA promotion. And then I did the Eddie Thor fight over the summer, and then that got big, and now I'm, you know, getting more into the boxing lane, and now I work for BYB, and we have some mutual friends with the Bare Knuckle, Polly Malinaji, Claudia Trejos, Mike Goldberg, I work with them, so kind of all over, which is the goal. I just came across uh, the picture that you posted uh, saying, last time Kendrick dropped, and obviously <laughs> 2017 I'm assuming you were still playing college ball back yep. then. Yep. You know, so I, I see what you used to look like and whatnot. <laughs> uh, yo, let me tell you something. I used to think you looked very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, man. It was something about the, the, the glasses, about, <laughs> about the shades and door. I'm like, yo, look at this fucking guy, like, in the ring with the with the shades on and shit. Yep. And, uh it was it was interesting, but it was the Eddie fight, the 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 Eddie Thor fight. How'd you like? How'd you come across <laughs> that? Because I'm I'm gonna tell you, it was it was um to me it seemed like such a big. It didn't seem it was a big fight, you know. All things considered, mm -hmm. like you know, there was a lot of people that were reaching out to me that don't typically reach out to me. Yeah. And I'm like, it wasn't on the level of a Jake Paul, right. but it, it gave me it gave me little hints of that. I'm like, wow, like I'm getting people from outside of the boxing world. So how was that like for you, obviously, getting, uh, getting your start only three years ago? Well, Danny, I think you just, I think you just summed up what kind of my whole goal is from this, uh, from the career that I'm trying to build. You know, we're all fans of boxing combat sports and I think we want to see those sports grow to be as big as possible and what that takes is to bring in new fans mm -hmm. and my goal from this is I want to bring in a younger demographic and I think this is why I love what you guys have done too is because you guys have created a platform and a show that is more casual which I think makes fighters more comfortable it makes listeners more comfortable it makes digesting boxing content easier so you guys know what I'm talking about and so I'm sitting here from the perspective of okay I can be that kind of younger fresher announcer in a in a role that is typically reserved for an older person and that allows me to I think cross boundaries and to bring in new fans so what it was amazing about Eddie Thor is I was able to do that that was the strongman community which is a lot bigger than people I think realize and recognize they're not boxing fans that's okay. That's fine. Let me help you. Let me help introduce you to boxing. I got to work with Barry Jones, who's one of the commentators. He's obviously a longtime uh, broadcaster. So I was able to take a demographic of people that don't watch boxing and present it to them in a way that they liked it. 
And that's what's been the most rewarding part. And so the fact that I was able to do that, the fact that it was as big as it was, I think we did 1.4 million viewers. The fight was huge. The mm. press conference blew up. All of it was real, by the way. The, the animosity, the grudges, the, the, the throwing and talking crap in the press conference, like that was all real. And that just, I think that that just all adds to the, the entertainment side of it, which is obviously what I focus on. And so, I mean, top to bottom, man, it was, it was a, Amazing experience. I'm really grateful that I got to do it for sure. Was that your first job? Like, was that your first gig, I should say, uh, out of country? Yeah. Actually, that was my first international one. Yeah. How, how was that experience like in Dubai? Oh, I mean, Dubai makes... I mean, I love Las Vegas, but Dubai is just a different level. And, uh, that <laughs> and how that's was, what they say. No, how was the flight? Because mm -hmm. uh, because he's called me crazy. I, I've booked that trip twice. Mm -hmm. First time, like, three, four months before the pandemic really broke out. Yeah. And then I rebooked it a year later. I've been trying to get out there for my birthday. It's been like four years now. Highly recommend. Okay. Highly recommend. I think... How was the flight? So not I, bad. I was nervous and they had me fly out early because they didn't want me to be jet lagged because I was, I did the press conference. I was going to do the weigh-ins. We ended up moving the weigh-ins because the, the fight broke out and stuff like that. And it was just a safety risk because of how big they were. Um, so I was going to do that. And obviously I did the fight itself. So they had me get out there early and I was so nervous about getting jet lagged. So I just took some sleep medication, knocked out on the flight and I just slept the whole time. But the flight wasn't bad. I think it was 12 hours so a little little long but not bad they do direct shots from new york so i flew to new york and then flew to dubai and i thought it was pretty easy beautiful so. beautiful <laughs> now what's next for you because i see obviously i feel like things are kind of moving a bit quick you know yeah. uh, you got that opportunity i see that you have kind of um dabbled a bit into the fashion yeah. Uh, so you hosted the, was it the Colorado or was it the Denver? So I hosted Denver Fashion Week. Okay. Um, I love fashion. I, you know, the, the new suit tailor that I work with out of Hong Kong, uh, his name is Sam's Taylor. He's been making all my suits for me. That's kind of allowed me to, you know, to kind of cross into that, that lane as well. And again, I think what's, what's cool about the job that I have is because it's a very, a very public job, a very front facing job. I think that the more industries that I can be a part of helps me achieve the goal of introducing more people to combat sports. You know, I don't want to just be just in combat sports and that's it. I would love to cross into other industries so I can show them this is boxing, this is MMA, this is bare knuckle. And I think my youth will allow me to do that. My utilization of social media will help me to do that. So everything kind of works together. So I love fashion though. How do you feel um, the boxing community has been towards you? Uh, uh, it's extremely small and extremely competitive. Very. That being said, you know, I know, I know plenty of ring announcers. I know plenty of commentators in the game. Have you felt that you know the boxing community has uh welcomed you with open arms or how has that reception been like great question um <laughs> at first i think because i'm so young in this i'm younger than every commentator i work with every other announcer right and i think at first they go okay well you know who's this kid you know cuts across the grain a little bit stuff like that but as soon as i think as soon as they hear me and see me announce that changes, obviously. Um, and boxing for me is the most exciting because I believe that boxing right now is the best that it's been, the strongest the industry has been, and the most ready that it's been to grow 
And I think that boxing, you know, where it's at right now, very easily could become the biggest sport in the world again. You know, I don't necessarily know if it'll, you know, beat football in America, but I mean, when you look at boxing right now, you have the strongest heavyweight division that they've had in a very long time, in my opinion. You have the, uh, the, the kind of the big draws still affiliated. Floyd Mayweather's still boxing. Before I forget, just yeah. hold that thought. Yeah. I love boxing. You see what we do. Yeah. It will never be bigger than the, Football owns a day of the week. I agree. You know? I agree. And, but I believe in how, in how I'm approaching my career, I think if boxing can work on bringing a younger demographic and can start business is my, is my first love. I'm an entrepreneur by heart. And so I look at, you know, how the markets react to different things. I think if boxing can, can help bring on this younger demographic and get someone interested in boxing at a younger age, I don't know. There, there's going to be fights that are bigger. You know, again, I, I agree though. As a whole, football still is going to be king and stuff like that. But I do think boxing can do it. And so back to what I was saying, you know, Manny Pacquiao is still involved. All these people are still involved. You, and then you add in these new, this new wrinkle of the social media people, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, even a Conor McGregor. I'm sitting here going, damn, man, boxing is boxing's coming back a little bit. And, you know, I, that's what I want to do is I, I, think, I think boxing's in need of a little bit of a facelift. You know, I think that they could use a little bit of a – introduce some new personalities, some new people. Obviously, you guys have had tremendous success very quickly because of, you know, what you guys are doing, and I just want to be a part of it. So boxing's been awesome. So, I, so what's some of your ideas? Mm-hmm. So I think – I mean – there's the obvious ones that people always talk about with less belts. And I'm not even, t- I don't necessarily am talking about the organizational standpoint. That's going to stay the way that it is. You're going to have the governing bodies of the sport. What I focus on is the presentation. What I focus on is the entertainment, both with a live audience and the people that watch. And I think that there's, whether it's necessarily introducing new personalities or maybe changing how boxing is presented, but right now I think. What's tough is when you turn on boxing, regardless of the promotion, it all kind of feels the same. And I think that when you have all these promotions, and I'm not saying that there needs to be less promotions or anything like that, but I would love to see promotions start to add different wrinkles to what they do or start to change a little bit. I mean, and it can be simple things. It can What's be... the wrinkle? Give me some examples. Okay, well, or do you not want to give out your ideas? Well, no. I mean, so, you know, you look at boxer out of the out of the uk with sky sports right Mm -hmm. they do it they do a black they do a black surface on their ring there's just little things i think that you could have that would allow someone that might be a more casual viewer of the sport or might be newer to it to kind of understand it or or at least see something that that gets their attention a little bit earlier and a little bit quicker you know i think the simplicity in terms of being able to track the sport is going to be really important to bring in new fans Boxing, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and sometimes it's hard to keep track of who's who, who's with what promotion, who has what belt, things like that. So I would love to see maybe a kind of an overhaul of a, of a, of a website or a, or a platform that kind of tracks everything that where people can check into. I just think that there's, I, I think that there's opportunities to kind of revamp how boxing is consumed, and I think you guys have, have kind of started to prove that too. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I I agree. I, I agree to an extent. You know, I think the issue is that with all the sports, they're basically uh, so there's some sort of union to an extent. True. Right. So that being said, it's like they kind of have certain requirements. Yes. So 
there's times that we go to interview a fighter. We don't know if we're going to get the interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're covering the NFL, when you're covering WNBA, any any of these sports, you know, okay, I'm going to get time with this person. True. I, or I'm going to be able to do, you know, because they're required. So I think that in other sports, they kind of are forced, you know, upon the people mm-hmm. because they don't have a choice in boxing. It's not really like that. It's not really like that because you're not really forced. So it's kind of up to the fighter slash the the fighter's uh, promotional team. Yes. You know, because we say it all the time. We look at top rank and it's like, all right, so are we going to get like promotion for everybody? or <laughs> Yeah. Are we going to get promotion just for like this guy who hasn't fought in like a year and a half? Or like, right. like what are we doing? So uh, I think that we... I, you know, I agree. I do think that we give fighters, you use the word comfortable, and I think that's a perfect word, a comfortable setting Yes. to, you know, to come here and be able to talk and be able to give themselves an opportunity to, to, to introduce themselves to the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Same thing for you, right? This is an opportunity for you to introduce yourself to the world. That's crazy. You've only been doing it three years. Yeah, it's happened pretty quick, and and you're right, Danny. I think historically, you know, when you see boxing media, there's a big gap in terms of there's the boxers and the promotions that they have and the, the, the little bit of media that focuses on them, you know, in camp and things like that. But then you have the ESPN interviews. No, no, no. And, and, and you said the big word, the little bit of media that focuses yes. on them during yes. camp and things like that. Yeah. And so, you know, if I'm a casual viewer and I'm watching SportsCenter and I'm consuming all this sports content, right, and I have X amount of, of attention span that I'm giving to sports for that moment. Let's say it's an hour-long show. And then just out of nowhere, they're like, okay, and here's the upcoming boxer, Devin Haney. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, if I don't know who Devin Haney is, I'm just being presented now this boxer on a large media platform, but I don't, I don't know anything about this guy necessarily. You know, and now I have to do my research even if I want to take the time to do it. And I think platforms like the Boxing Voice are taking that, that power distance, basically, and they're shortening it to where it's like, okay, well, no, no, no. Let me show you all these boxers. Let me tell you, help, you, help them tell their story. Let me help promote them. You take the micro content. You guys utilize TikTok, Instagram, social media. Roy Jones Jr., I was listening to on uh, Pro Box TV talking about if you guys aren't watching what Jake Paul is doing, if you're a boxer, if you're a promoter and you're not seeing what he's doing, love or hate Jake Paul. I'm, yep. not, I'm not talking about yep. Jake specifically, but man, look at what he's doing. Look at the amount of content that he's pushing out. He is always in the limelight because he's always pushing stuff out. So whether you're a part of the media, whether you're a boxer themselves, whether you're the promoter, whether you're the coach, you got to put yourself out there. You can't just expect to wait for an ESPN interview to happen to get your story out there. At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. They can dunk from downward dog and make hook shots in headstands. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. That's why the Rodriguez family is famous around town for shooting hoops upside down. They can dunk from downward dog, score three-pointers from crow pose, and make hook shots in headstands. With so many activities, programs, and classes at the Croc, you never know what you'll get into. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it.
So. Yeah, no, um, definitely it's going to be interesting to see what's to come because uh, just earlier this week, I met Austin McBroom at the Top Ring Gym, and he nice. has, you know, he's headlining at the Crypto.com Arena, obviously comes from that YouTube world and whatnot, and we were talking, he's like, look, I go in the gym, I work my ass off, he's like, do I know? Because De- he, he had went to see Devin Haney train. Nice. And uh, so we're there. And he's like, do I know what Devin knows? He's like, no. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I'm still putting on the show. And he's like, the great thing about it, that I'm able to bring professional fighters onto a big card. Yes. And it's, you know, it's true. I was like, it's funny you say that because I know a girl from Chicago who's going to be on your card who... Hasn't fought on you know on that stage before. <laughs> has fought on 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 you know big cards, boxing cards. Mm-hmm. But now this is a bit different, you yes. know. And it, it brings different eyes. It brings different eyes to the sport. So, yep. you know, I, I was there when uh, Logan and KSI fought at the time the Staples Center, and uh, Devin Haney was co-main event. And I remember there's probably eighteen thousand people there, and I'm looking around. I'm like. This is not your typical boxing crowd. And that's you nailed Like it. I saw you, you a Pokemon. Do, yeah. do you understand? Like, like I don't play the game. I know there's a game you could catch them on your phone. There was literally a guy in a Pokemon outfit. And I'm like, wow, like these guys, these Good. people. Exactly. They're Great. Really, they're really into it. Yes, because and and what that shows. And I remember when Jake and Logan were really blowing up and, and you had a lot of hardcore fans just hating it. And I go, hold on a minute. Exactly. Hold on a minute. Their combined following across every platform is, I think, like 250 million. When you take in YouTube subscribers, TikTok followers, Instagram followers, Facebook page likes, all that kind of stuff. Even if 5% of them like boxing, that's a massive win Mm -hmm. for the sport. And that's how you lower. I think right now, according to the data that I saw, the average age of a boxing consumer is 48, 49 years old. That is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. That's not going to help the sport grow. We need to bring in a younger demographic of people, and we need to utilize any channel possible to, do, to accomplish that. And I think that you know, with me being a ring announcer and me being this very kind of front-facing part of a promotion, I really want to help be a part of that because I know I can do it. Absolutely, man. Uh, they're losing the youth. You know, uh, I... Our podcast has seen an influx in a younger demographic the minute that we started to interview amateurs, mm-hmm. but younger amateurs. Because, yeah. you know, we would interview uh, Olympians or, you know, potential hopefuls. But, yeah. you know, we're now we're, we, we've gotten here to Vegas and we've allowed nine-year-old amateurs, 13-year-old amateurs. And it's really changed the, the demographic and, and the age groups. So, yeah, man, I think boxing needs to do the same. They need yep. to focus on where it starts. Why do Don't th- just wait for a person to be an Olympian. Why do you think the NFL is running games on Nickelodeon? You think that's an accident? You think that do you think that they have SpongeBob graphics fucking, when they score a touchdown? Fucking slime squirting on the TV screen during the football game because they're trying to get kids to watch it. Exactly. If they're, you can introduce something... To a kid. Now, I'm not saying that boxing can go as young as football. It, I think inherently it is, you know, a little bit more violent of a sport. I'm not saying that necessarily. Well, I don't know, Big Mo. I was just in <laughs> top ranked gym, and we seen. Do you know his name, Danny? Because you've been there. Is like Dylan. 
that little kid, he was four years old. Wow. Four mm. years old. Prodigy. But it's insane. <laughs> I have to get his name. He might be the next Devin Haney. You don't look that good at that age. And, mm. you know, like, he. I can't believe it. So, yeah, I, I think you can go very early because this kid – he had his little gloves and and and, and it's not a, it wasn't a game either yeah. like he wasn't just pity pat and you're like oh no he has pop yeah. and he knows what he's doing it's crazy because you think about it at that age they always tell you try to teach your children different languages because they're sponges and <laughs> if a father is teaching you boxing at that age i mean jesus I, imagine 5 years from now yep. obviously you have to stick with it but I disagree. I think that you can True. start very early if you, you want to. Right. No, I think I think you can. And I think that obviously the no, the, the earlier the better. Yeah, I, I, I kinda think I, I get what you're saying though, because I feel that parents would be a lot more receptive to their children watching a football game yeah. than their children watching a boxing fight, even though, you know, uh there's football players oh, yeah. suffering from severe cases of CTE, yeah. you know, from this sport. So, uh, well, I think you know, it's but, just a pick your poison type of thing. Yeah, man. yes, I agree it, totally. It, it, it is, but you know, it's funny because you, you're like, yeah, Nickelodeon's showing these games, and I'm like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, fuck, he's right. So I'm like, what do we have for buy? Like, what is there really to really attract like the the youth? Not like people my age in their mid twenties, like the youth. And look, it's funny. Uh, two months ago. I was at the Jamel Charlo Brian Castaño fight in uh, Carson, California. And I had a little kid walk up to me and he's like, Yo, I'm a big fan. I watch your show every day. Wow. And I have my first question, I was like, Do your parents know that you watch our show? Because, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I know us and I know that we could have a, a potty mouth myself specifically. And he's like, oh, I watch it with my brother, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, man, like, I would see my brother um, fight, but I always wanted to be different than my brother. But seeing the show, like, really made me want to start boxing, not because of my brother. Yep. And he's like, it's actually made us closer mm -hmm. because there was, they, you know, one kid's like eight and the brother's like 18 or 17 or yeah. something, you know. So uh, it's that was pretty cool, but I'm thinking, and I'm thinking to myself, and I say that to say, there's really not much to really bring in the youth. Well, here's so this is why I love the entertainment side of combat sports. That the entertainment piece of it is the easiest way to attract them. Listen, the topics that you guys talk about on this platform. Right. I think you guys talk a little bit more about, you know, you guys venture off into life and to various aspects, of course. But as a general rule, the news that you guys are talking about, it, it's the same as a lot of platforms, but you guys know how to present it in a way. You, like I said, you guys use social media, all that type of stuff. That's how you can reach the demographic. And for me, with my job, it's the entertainment piece of it. It's the production piece of it. How I got so into this and how I kind of had this epiphany is... I was the first one in my friend group. I have a big friend group from playing college football. We threw parties. We loved to party in college and go out and go to the bars and all that type of stuff. I occasionally would put fights on during pregames. And, you know, I, I maybe would just turn it down, have music going, things like that. But I would have it on the screen. None of my friends knew what was going on. They didn't know the fighters. They didn't know the rules. They didn't know, you know, what a 10-8 round was or mm. anything like that. But here's what they could relate to. 
They could relate to the production. They could relate to the lights and the spectacle. And, oh, my God, there's, there's Tom Brady sitting ringside in a suit. Like, oh, if Tom likes it, then I, I should like it too. I love Tom Brady, right? And then the, the lights go down and the ring announcer starts and the walkouts happen. I think that the production piece, the entertainment side of it, really can help initially bring in those viewers because that's anyone can can look at a boxing anyone can watch Tyson Fury's walkout at Wembley Stadium in front of a hundred thousand people and go all right this is this is pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. I kind of like this I kind of <laughs> like this and so for me I'm sitting here going and this is kind of what I talked about with a little bit of a facelift I think that you know when they turn on a boxing promotion and this is nothing to take away from the commentators the ring announcers that work in it but when everyone's of an older demographic, a significantly older demographic, just visually, the younger generation's not gonna Tune they're just in. not gonna associate with it as much. And that's what I'm trying to kind of introduce this new this new kind of life into a into an industry that's been done by the same guys for 40 years now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know there is good to it, right? Because yes. we get to see we get to see those crazy, beautiful walkouts like we've seen from Tyson. Or I was in Miami AJ. When, when when Canelo yeah. AJ. I was in Miami when it was a bubble fight at Hard Rock Stadium, and Canelo comes out with Jay Baldwin, and there's like a million fireworks off like that. Beautiful, right? Yeah. Because the UFC Ness doesn't watch anything but boxing. <laughs> Ness in the UFC, you can't even come out. I know for a fact you can't come out to with an artist. But there's certain music they may not even oh, yeah. let you come well, out to. Well, 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 that answers it then. So, so you know, as boxing fans, we're we're looking for excuses then because if the the UFC is thriving without ring walks, without artists. Yeah, but like I said, unlike every other sport, there is no like union esque or nothing to resemble that, right? So they're forced to. So you get what I'm saying, like. UFC fighters were forced to let go of all sponsorships, and at the time it was Reebok. Now it's Venom, who happens to be our sponsor as well. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Venom. Uh, so, you know, there's certain things that take away. Same thing, like I was saying, as a media member, I've covered other sports. Mm-hmm. So when I would cover when I would cover college games or WNBA games, I know I'm getting I'm getting uh, time to get some sort of questions in, right? It's not always like that in boxing. You don't yep. always know that. Yep. You don't always know that you'll have the time or that the time will be given to you because there's really uh, no system. It's a bit more open. It's a bit more free. And yeah, sure, the promotions, they'll have um, media events just like these other sports do. But guess what? In another sport, if you don't interview, mm-hmm. you could get fined. Mm-hmm. If you don't interview, you could get fined. Yeah. In boxing, there is none of that. Yeah. If a if a boxer wants to be like, no, nah, ring walk, fuck you, you're 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 a Devin Haney dick rider. Yeah. They'll do that, and they've yeah. done that. You get sure. what I'm saying? I'm sure. So, uh, uh, it is a different sport, and it's it's just a different situation. And I agree. I'm I'm glad you're bringing up the the entertainment aspect because you know the way you kind of set it up is, it, it's really had me thinking. I'm like. That's the only way because... Well, you know who started all this. It's the WWE. The WWE reinvented how this this type of sport, and when I say type of sport, I mean with a ring, you know, it's focusing on two individuals when I say that. And so 
is it a coincidence that the UFC, that Dana and Vince McMahon are friends and you start to see a little bit of how Dana's turned into, turned the UFC into this, this machine that cranks out content, that cranks out live productions and they do it their, all the same way. Their YouTube channel has over 90, uh, or I think last I checked, it was maybe 85, 90 million subscribers. Like it is ridiculous. And I know people, I know professional boxers that are diehard WWE fans. Right. And I've had conversations with them amongst others. And the one thing I've never wanted to say to a WWE only fan, like there was women I've dealt with, mm-hmm. huge W every year go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. I never wanted to say like, but it's true, like I've prayed that we could have a boxing fight at least once a year mm-hmm. to the magnitude of WrestleMania. Of course. There's no reason we shouldn't have 85,000 people once no a year in, yes. in, in the same under the same roof watching a boxing fight. There's no reason. I agree. Because they've been doing it for so long. Yes, the WWE, uh, I'm saying, they've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. And the shit's scripted. Yeah, exactly. And the, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that we need to copy them. I'm not saying that. But... Look at what happens when they want to build up a new superstar, right? They promote and they blow it up like it's the biggest thing. It's the best thing since sliced bread. They hammer people with content across every platform. They put them on commercials. They do all that type of stuff, right? So now I look at boxing where you have a lot of superstars, where you have a lot of boxers that should be way bigger than they are. Terrence Crawford should be way bigger than he is right now from a global publicity standpoint. And I'm sitting here going, okay, well, you're called a promoter. You need to promote. It's kind of on you, right? Like I, I hear complaints like, well, you know, Terrence Crawford can't sell. Well, I'm sitting here going, well, hold on a minute. Hold on. There, there's multiple people that are a part of this now. We all need to work together. We need to absolutely. get this thing going. Absolutely. So. No, no, you're, you're absolutely cor- correct. And, and gr- look, it does fall a little bit on everybody, right? Because. Yes. But you're right, and and that's what I'm saying. It's like these promoters. I think Eddie's great. Eddie Hearn. I think he does a great yes, job. He's I killing think, it. I think that he understands that you have to keep the youth engaged. I think that he understands that that's what's gonna be, you know, the the years to come. And I knows how he's the only promoter that's kind of done public stuff with Jake Paul. I know Showtime is with Jake Paul, but I see Eddie Hearn co-promoting with Jake Paul, doing interviews with him because Eddie's going. How many followers does this kid have? How many how, how many subscribers on YouTube do you have? Yeah, let me let me get in this shot with them. Hold no, on. No, I mean it's it's funny. He like Eddie was because the first fight that they did was in the UK and you know it was a success, but they did it by themselves. So now Eddie was like for the second one with Logan and KSI. He's like, now let me get involved. Yeah. Let's go to LA. Let's do it there. And I like I said, I was there. It was it was crazy. I've been to so many fights. Nothing like that. Mm. You know, I'm not saying it was the loudest or anything, but you got different eyes. People are excited. Like, people are literally wearing costumes to fights. People are... It's a, it's it's something that we just haven't seen. It's something new, and it's something fresh. And hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to kind of see some of that difference. Look, perfect example. Logan started... You know the boxing shit with YouTubers and stuff. He's now doing WWE. I don't think he'll ever box again. 
I don't think he ever will. For what? Well, I mean, I mean there, until, he gets, until he gets paid by Floyd, he may yeah, not want but, to. But see, <laughs> well, there's definitely rumors that uh, you know you heard Floyd just announced that that, that that Logan's team reached out to do a rematch, and he's like, "Why would he want to do a rematch if we didn't pay him?" You know, that's, fair, that's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. But no, look, Danny, you're right, and and. How I look at it, and this is the business side of me coming out, but in every industry, there's stakeholders, right? Fighters are a stakeholder. Fans are a stakeholder. You guys are stakeholders. Ring announcers are stakeholders, right? And every single person plays their role, has their component of how they affect the industry, right? My component is creating an energetic atmosphere, taking the energy of a crowd and using that to set the stage for something, right? That's what I love doing is feeding off a crowd, both live and virtual, right? So if, if every stakeholder can take what their job is, that's how we all, you know, a rising tide raises all ships type of thing. I, look, and this is, goes back to what I was saying, is that if there was a time for boxing to really capture a new audience, it is right now. Right now, boxing needs to take advantage of what's going on because boxing is hot right now, man. We and I already talked about it, but boxing has stuff at every level. It has different fighters available for every type of fan. Whether you're a casual fan that's just getting introduced to boxing, or whether you're Nestor has been following boxing his whole life, right? There's something for everyone now. So I just hope that the industry sees that and goes, okay, now's our time to try new things. We need to test things now because we have a captive audience. We got to try new stuff. We got to present our content a different way. We got to hopefully introduce a new ring announcer to people, right? So I, I just hope that, I hope that the people that run the industry are seeing it. Um, are there any promoters that you've reached out to that uh, didn't, <laughs> want to work with you so or it, didn't give you an opportunity let's say that's awesome. as of yet as of yet because you know those doors are still still can reopen for sure and that's a great question and so i i am never afraid to get told no mm-hmm. i uh i haven't i haven't told this story on a big platform but i stood outside the ufc headquarters for three hours in a full suit sat on the corner I took an Uber there. I didn't know that their compound was as big as it was. <laughs> uh, sat on the corner until security kicked me out. I was shaking hands with people as they were going to lunch. I'd never the Performance Institute. I met like 20 people in the videography department. But the point is of that story is I'm not afraid to get told no. Mm-hmm. I, the worst that someone could say is no, we're not interested, right? So I talked to all these promotions, and I've reached out to damn near every promotion. And uh, you know, a lot of them go, well, we have our guy. And I go, I know. Every promotion's had their guy. Every promotions that hired me and that's kept me and has been happy with what I've done for them has had their guy previously. My question is, what if I'm better than your current guy? Now, how do you prove something like that? Because you can't, first of all, they're never going to give you access to their analytics. True. And all you can do is repost whoever was there that posted you like, hey, Big Mo, you mm-hmm. know. But other than that, how can you prove to someone I'm better? Mm-hmm. So whenever – and that's, that's, a great, uh, that's a great transition is that that's the, that's the question that the promoter asked me is, well, what do you mean by better? Do you mean a better announcer? I go, no, 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 no. Preference in announcers is subjective. You have people that love Bruce Buffer. You have people that love Michael Buffer. You have people that love Jimmy Lennon Jr. That's all subjective. But what if I can do more for you than just announce? What if I can help you with social media, right? Most announcers don't even use social media because it's, it's, a, different, it's, a, it's a different era of technology right. for them, right? So I've been in this industry for 
a fraction of the amount of time, but yet I've had videos go viral on TikTok and Instagram. I've been invited to do opportunities because of being a ring announcer. I got, I, I post, uh, I had that wedding introduction that went viral on social media, hit a few million views. HBO reached out to me to do a dating show, right? That mm. ended up getting postponed. So the point is, is like, I think that as fresh to the industry as I've been, I've built up a following pretty quickly because of I'm kind of this fresher face to it. So I go to the promotions and I go, okay, well, Clearly, if, if, I'm, if I'm building a following, being a ring announcer, then I think the audience and the viewers' acceptance of me is there with very small platforms. I've be- I haven't been on that big of a platform yet. Eddie Thor was the first one, and it was just one fight. And I had a massive explosion in terms of you know, my content being reached and the people that follow me and stuff like that. So if that's happening, which is two and a half years of experience, think about the asset that I could be for your brand. Bruce Buffer started announcing for the UFC when he was 39 years old. I'm 14 years ahead of when he started. He's been an asset now for the UFC for 25 years because they've built with him. They've had someone that they could market. I would love to do the same thing. And I think that my knowledge of social media and where I am right now would, I think my odds of, and I, I always bet on myself, I think I can do it. With boxing being such a wide open sport, um, why not? reach out personally to each individual promoter because there's the big, let's say, four yeah. that have <laughs> a broadcasting deals, but then there is dozens yeah. and dozens that uh, do not have ring announcers um, because maybe they don't have a broadcasting deal, but may- there's a lot of streaming taking place. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's that, BXNG? Fight mm-hmm. TV. I mean, there's a lot of new apps popping yep. up. Bo- Pro Box. Do they Pro have Box. an announcer? They do. Who? Uh, I think it's. I, I don't even. I think. It's ah, some, I, but that's. But that's kind of the whole. You point. don't know. I love that. Well, I, love I, it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But that's. But that's the whole point. Is and this is what I think a lot of promotions don't understand. The ring announcer is the most consistent person visually during a broadcast. Okay, when you watch a fight show, let's say it's a 10-card, 12-fight card, something like that, obviously the fighters do their fight, maybe a post-fight interview. The referees switch out. The broadcasters are off camera, right? But who's the one individual that's present, center camera, center ring, the whole time? It's the ring announcer. So I see all these ring announcers that don't brand themselves, They don't do anything to promote themselves. They don't do anything to engage the audience. They get up there. So so when you say you see all these ring announcers, are you talking about outside of what, like the big three? Mm -hmm. But but even still. Because like Buffer is, Michael is, he is a brand. True. No, no, but I want to say Diamante. I've even seen a character of him, right? Like, doesn't he do like a, a cartoon or something with the with the dreads? Of- right, and th- but but that's my whole point. Those three people dominate the entire industry because of because of that for sure. And I think that they could even be doing even more. To be honest with you, I think they could be utilizing social media even more than they are. I think the promotions could be working with them even more than they are. And I think that that's kind of the, the interesting wrinkle that I bring to the table 
is I'm in the demographic that utilizes social media. I'm smack in the middle of it. I'm 26 years old, right? The 18 to 35 demographic is my demographic. That's the demographic that advertisers are looking to reach. That's the demographic that promotions are looking to reach. I'm literally in the middle of it. So I think that's the that's kind of the 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 advantage that I bring to the table. All right. Well, <laughs> what um what inspiration did you look for when trying to find your identity as a mm-hmm. ring announcer? So, kind of how I did it. Uh, again, I'm I'm very OCD. I'm a, I'm a data person. I love numbers. So I actually when I started, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I want to be the best at it. When people ask me what my goal is, my goal is to be the biggest announcer, the best announcer in the world. And when I say that, I, again, I don't necessarily mean with my announcing, but in terms of I want to have, I want to be the announcer for the biggest platform possible, right? Mm-hmm. I want to announce in Madison Square Garden. I want to announce at Wembley Stadium. I want to do all these things. So when I started, I was like, all right, I need to learn as much about the industry as I can. Unfortunately, there's no, there's no, there's no information on it. It's such a, it's such a niche industry. There's no textbook on how do I become a ring announcer let alone how do I become a ring announcer when I'm half the age of all my competition doing it. So that's been the interesting part is kind of building and crafting my own path. So what I did is I kind of built out an entire database of I tracked every ring announcer that I could. I did every bit of research that I could find, searching people up, doing, you know, looking at news articles, seeing all the information I could find, and I charted all of it. And I started tracking everything that those individuals were doing for growth, everything that those individuals that were doing that were unique, whether it be their catchphrase, whether it be how they dress, whether it be if they market themselves, the promotions they announce for, all that type of stuff. And I started to see gaps in the industry. And I started to see things that you know, some people weren't doing. And so I started to look at, okay, how can I kind of craft this from scratch to really kind of penetrate the market as quickly as possible. And mm-hmm. I've succeeded in doing that relatively relative to the time that I've spent doing it. So I've just been watching what other people were doing, finding opportunities to, to kind of do things that were different. You, Danny, you brought up the sunglasses, right? People like, they can't, they, like, it's like jolting to them. That's the whole point, is that when I started building my career, I remember I, I announced a fight once and a, and a woman came up to me after the fight and she goes, you should take the sunglasses off. And I go, okay. She was wearing a t-shirt for a smaller MMA promotion. So I was like, clearly this person knows the industry. She wouldn't be wearing this t-shirt if she hadn't gone to fights. So I go, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. You've been to fights before, right? And she goes, yeah. And I go, and she listed off a couple of smaller promotions. I go, what are their announcers names? And she goes, oh, I don't know. And I go, just curious. Do you know what my name is? She goes, oh, you're Big Mo or whatever. I go, exactly my point. I'm not saying that you need to love me or hate me or anything like that. But if I can present my what I do in a variety of ways to where you remember it, that's all that matters. No, I'm telling you, the moment the moment um, I saw, this was maybe, I don't know, shit, two weeks ago, week and a half ago when we scheduled you for the show and whatnot. The moment I saw you on the schedule, I'm like, oh, that's that's the guy that wears the glasses when he announces. <laughs> Because that's what caught my attention. But isn't there a cartoon? Aren't you basing yourself off a cartoon? I feel like there is a cartoon. No, people people call me that. They they say what's that name? Johnny something maybe. Well, people call me Johnny Bravo. It's like a he's got like the real you know what you have, but Johnny Bravo. It's over exaggerated. You're talking about Johnny Bravo, and he wears the glasses. Yeah, people call me me Johnny Bravo, the the announcer from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, uh, Duke Nukem. Uh, <laughs> J- uh, J- who's the fighter from Mortal Kombat? Johnny. Uh, 
oh, Johnny Cage, right? They call me all these things. I love it. What about Guile from Street Fighter? <laughs> that's, a, that's probably another one that's been said. Like all these things have been said. And that's, and that's kind of the whole point. Is like, so you asked me what my inspirations were. So when I started announcing, I was like, all right, what are people doing? What are people doing differently? I also started watching stand-up comedians. Now, not that what I do is comedic, but I, I needed to find other industries that I could research to see how are they presenting themselves. How, okay, so I started looking at, all right, jobs and careers and people and industries where it's an individual who's talking to a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. That's at my core. I'm a glorified public speaker. That's basically what I do. So I started looking for different, different people and what they do. And I remember I came across a comedian named Bert Kreischer. And Bert does stand up with his shirt off. At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. They can dunk from downward dog and make hook shots in headstands. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. Okay, and I was looking at it and I go, the jokes he tells would be the exact same whether his shirt was on or off. Okay? The punchlines would be the same. How he presents himself would be the same. Or... But the difference is how he presents himself. He mm. does it with his shirt off, right? It's very, it's, it's unique. It makes people remember you, stuff like that. So that was my goal early on was to just get noticed and just get remembered. I talk to promoters all the time and they're like, uh, you know, are you going to wear the glasses? And I go, I'm not, they're not glued to my face. If you want me to take them off, I'll take them off. I'm just doing it because it's just kind of part of my brand right now. I'm not glued to anything, right? Like my get wild catchphrase. I'm just kind of just what I'm using right now. Wait, I just what's like, the catchphrase? Get wild. Oh, Okay. Short, it's easy. Everything I do is about the ease of audience consumption. My How's that? Let me hear that. Get wild. That sounds too quick. So, you want me to do a Yeah, fucking Lulu. Right. Actually, we, we need you to do three cuts. So, I got someone that super chatted by the name of Curious George. So, he says, hey, champ, announce my name. The WBA, WBO, IBF, IBO, Ring Magazine, oh, Champion shit. of the World, Jorge El Rayo. Garcia, 135-pound champ from Holy Dallas, Texas, fuck. pride of Mexico. God damn. That's bro. a lot. Can you that's send a, me that right now? That, that, co I, co I, co I will, I will like actually a, put it yeah. right here for you. Let's do it. I love it. <laughs> big They want to make you work, Big Yeah, Mo. I was going to say, I would send in like an invoice first because yeah. holy fuck. I mean, if, if someone's listening to me live right now and wanted to get in early on the boxing voice, I can give them a little bit of reward for let's that. Let's do but, it. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right, let me see. So is that big enough? Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are live from Las Vegas, Nevada, here at the Boxing Voice. So I need everybody in the arena from the rafters to ringside and those of you tuning in around the world to get up out of your seats, raise your drinks high, and get wild! Introducing, fighting out of the red corner, he is the reigning, defending, WBA, WBO, IBF, IBO, ring magazine champion of the world. Introducing, Jorge El Rayo Garcia. 
I forgot Dallas, Texas part. No, of it's all but. good. But you know what? <laughs> you won me over. You won me over because I love that you rolled Roll your R's. Oh, I love rolling that, R's. So that's the thing that's gotten me more playoff TikTok than anything else is and, I roll my R's. And yeah. a lot of people, they only roll the double R. I go, screw that, man. I'll roll all the R's. So, you know, yeah, so, I love rolling all the R's. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. No, Jorge, was I good. hope you liked it, man. That was good. That no, was good. actually, it, that was too much. I'm fucking jealous. Jorge, you need to send in another tuber. That was way too much. I agree. What the hell? That was beautiful, man. Um, you really turned on the voice. I, it, it shocked me. I was like, oh, wow. I was very... <laughs> I lay back usually, but I know how to turn on the formality a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I because, you know, listening to you, it's, I thought that was your... You know, some guys, their voice is their voice. Uh, like, we interviewed Mar- Michael Sartain, and I was expecting for that voice to change, and it's always like, yeah, Michael Sartain, that radio voice is always there. I'm like, okay. Yo, your imitations of people are, like, Horrible. god-awful. Oh, god-awful. <laughs> no, and the, and the thing is, it's like, it's not that you're not capable, because you've literally tried to do, like, a British accent and sounded Australian, yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you try to do the Australian accent, you sounded like Mexican. So your hate of my <laughs> impressions is hilarious. But um, I gotta ask Rick Mo, do you feel that you have found like your voice? Do you feel like? I think so for the most part, and that's that's what's been so cool about this man is you know I talk to the I talk to the communities and I'm very active on social media. I comment on posts. I'm interactive. You know I, I talk to people all the time. Like my DMs are full of people that I just talk to, and I love talking to people. And so that's the cool thing about my career is. I kind of, I listen to people. I listen to the fans. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if someone has, it, you know, a critique of me, I, I, I take it in stride. And, and I tweak things while I do. And I'm not glued to anything that I'm doing. But for the most part, I do think I've found my voice. I do think I've found at least the level of energy that I want to bring and kind of how I, my tone and stuff. Like, I'm always going to roll my R's now. I love doing that. And so there's the little aspects to what I like this career is a lot deeper than what people realize like I, I that's what I want to show people is ring announcing is cool man like getting an introduction getting introduced by someone is cool which is mm. why like what I tell promoters man is there's people there's there's announcers and there's people that read names okay there's a lot of announcers that all they do is they get up there they read a name off a card and that's it Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I want to entertain, man. I want to get. I want to have energy. I, that's why I do call and reactions with the crowd at the beginning. Is I want to get them into it. I want to get them on the edge of their seat. You know, a lot of a lot of announcers they crescendo to the main event. I start off at a hundred. Yeah, the undercard fights are just as good. Maybe not just as good, but and boxing is lacking that, man. I remember once upon a time, Golden Boy used to promote. They used to have an MC come out. Uh, remember tattoo? Tattoo, yeah. Then they would have like. Girls with fucking t-shirt guns to excite the crowd as the fights build up. Yep. But I'm telling you, the dollars, I'm gonna things be, just No, stop. and I'm going to be honest with you. You know, uh, it's it's not sad, but I'm going to refer back to Jake Paul. Yo, why was he, why has he been the first person to get a mascot? Why has nobody else gotten a mascot? <laughs> like, why is it that literally everything that every other sporting venue has, a fucking mascot... Nobody has like there's th- those are things I feel that would attract kids like when you talk about when I'm like when I, I asked you what do you think could help later on I thought to myself yo like literally mascots when I was a kid I wanted to go take pictures with Benny the Bull when I went to the Bulls games <laughs> do you get what I'm saying I agree. like they literally 
the the Benny the Bull, a mascot alone has like seventy something thousand plus followers on Instagram. Yep. So they, you know, think I feel like things like that would add all to, the things that we've mentioned, or at least we're trying. Absolutely. Yep. Shit. What if you strike gold with one of them? Abs- like absolutely. I agree, man. So Big Mo, I want to have you hear something like I want to have you hear this and then see if uh, you can give us your drop. Yeah. All right, hold on. Chance to do any other sporting events? I know, uh, obviously, there's a lot there in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, have you gotten the chance to maybe MC for other uh, events, other sports? Uh, so, I, I'm I'm one of the few announcers that I announce all combat sports. I've actually announced. So, I've done boxing, MMA, bare knuckle, uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai. I was the first announcer to announce Letway in North America. Letway is Burmese boxing with headbutts. Uh, we actually, I, uh, the promotion that I was with, or I am with Sparta, I help them still, uh, helped legalize Letway in the state of Wyoming. It's the most brutal sport I've ever seen in my life. So I was able to announce that. So I've announced all combat sports and I've been able to announce some concerts and introduce, you know, musicians to the stage and things like that. So yeah, man, I, I, I kind of want to take this as far as I can take it, man. Like, I think that's, again, how many people can I help introduce to boxing? How many people can I introduce to combat sports? If I can be a part of bringing new people in, then I've succeeded. No, and that's why I was asking. Obviously, uh, I feel like you've made it clear that a big thing for you is to help grow the sport. 100%. So, you know, sports fans typically, you know, may dibble and dabble with other sports. Nestor's a rare breed. So, you know, I figured maybe if you uh, have done other sports, that may help, you know, what you're, what you're looking to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I mean, Michael and Bruce Buffer announced NFL games, right? That's just, that's just, just scra- uh, scratching the surface. What was it? Uh, was it this past Super Bowl or maybe the Super Bowl before Bruce, uh, Bruce did like the, uh, the announcing before the teams came out the tunnel. I forget what it was. I'm not, I know that Michael does the Rams and Bruce does the Raiders all the time. All the time. This last season, they did it for almost every game, I think. Oh, every so home game. That must be what I'm thinking of because I've yeah. definitely seen. <laughs> so, so Bruce, you said Bruce does Vegas? Yeah, Bruce does the Raiders. Michael does the Rams. Okay. Yep. So, no, but but again, like, that. I think that's proof of concept, man. The NFL, the fans, they wouldn't have people come back multiple times if it didn't work. And that just shows that ring announcing is this really interesting subgenre of entertainment almost that people could relate to man who can't relate to getting hyped up and getting introduced man anyone can relate to that whether it's your buddy hyping you up at a party saying your fit looks good or whether you're a boxer in a main event at a fight and the ring announcers you know yelling your name or whatever man everyone can relate to getting a cool introduction no absolutely what uh have you had a moment you're like oh shit i fucked that up and but you got you got to keep going. Yeah, so I'm a perfectionist, man. I, I I'm a college I was a college football player, man. I watch film. Whenever I finish a fight, if it's still available or I can watch clips, I go back to my hotel room and I watch to see how everything sounded. I'm a perfectionist with it all. I did. Uh, I once had my voice crack, uh, mm. which was real embarrassing with how with the with the levels that I take it to. Right. Because <laughs> I'm loud. I'm exuberant. If I mess up. 
I look like a real idiot sometimes. Luckily, there's so much going on to where I don't think a whole lot of people notice, but I noticed because obviously I'm very self-aware and it happened. I was like, that didn't sound good. I think I recovered, but that was, I remember when that happened. That was not great. Dream, so. dream uh, event or dream location to call in? I mean, Madison Square Garden, Wembley Stadium. I want, so my, my, I would love to see, so the biggest rock concerts that I've ever put, been put on in the world have been put on on Copacabana Beach in Brazil. And they've drawn two million people. The Rolling Stones had a million and a half. Rod Stewart had two million people, right, because it's this massive beach that goes on for miles. I'm sitting here going, Brazil's a big fight capital. Or a lot of fighters come from Brazil. South America's big. What if we did a, what if we, what if we had a million people show up to a fight in Brazil? What if? I mean, maybe, you know, who knows if we could do that one day. Again, I want to I wanna have this be as big as possible because I've seen how massive fights can just bring in just so many eyes, man. Like, I remember when Conor fought Floyd, and they were doing the press tour, and their press tour was selling out 20,000-seat stadiums. I was like, damn, man, like... These are global superstars. This is how big combat sports people, can be. People were literally, I was one of them, by the way. Uh, <laughs> this was before my media days. People were reselling tickets to the press conference. Mm-hmm. I got tickets to LA. I resold. Like, to the press conference. Press conference. People were selling tickets, reselling tickets. Definitely, so, man. But just the biggest platform I can have, man, and being involved in the community and talking to you guys, man, and... You know, you guys were courteous enough to, you know, have me on and have a fun conversation. Hopefully I can be back. I'd love to talk to you guys. Absolutely, but. man. You've been great. Now, it's funny. Uh, I was not expecting you to say what you said about the Brazil and, and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I've told him, my goal one day, I want to cover the Kentucky Derby. And because it's always the first Saturday yeah. in May. And a big, like whatever big fight is going on that day. Like one year, I want to cover. Yeah, I want to cover both events the same day. Because the energy, and this is what people don't get, the energy is the same. The platform is different. The energy of a of a NFL game and a fight, it's very similar. It obviously has its subtle nuances, but it's just different audiences of people. If we can bring them all together. That's how we can make mm. just a massive event, right? That's why the Olympics is the Olympics, because you have swimming, but then you also have, uh, I don't know, water, water polo. That's a similar sports, but you have swimming and you have track, right? Totally different audiences yeah. of people, but it brings it all together. Yeah, you know, one thing I've, I've always wondered, it's hard with, you know, maybe baseball or with basketball, but with football, like with the NFL, you know where the Super Bowl is going to be every year. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't know that ahead of time with baseball or basketball. But Eddie did it a couple years ago. It was um, literally, it was actually when the pandemic started. So mm-hmm. a month before or two months before where the week of the Super Bowl. So what, two, three days before the Super Bowl was in Miami that year? Mm-hmm. They did a fight in Miami. Of course. And the card was not that appealing, mm-hmm. but guess what? It, it it did it did well and it had success because everybody's in fucking Miami for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I've always wondered that, like, why don't they do that? Like, why don't they try to All Star Game? If I was MLB All Stars going on right now, if 
why why isn't there a fight in LA? Or at least, well, actually, there is a fight in LA this weekend. Never mind. At least why aren't why aren't we getting <laughs> the champions to show up to those events? Take take the belt with you, man. Walk walk around. Do Look, the publicity. Let me tell you something. I we're blessed and we're fortunate and we were extremely happy to have Devin Haney. The moment he got back from Australia, he came in studio. I love that interview. By the sat way, sat down with us. Watch that the was whole thing. that was phenomenal. Of course. But I was like, why the fuck is he not on Saturday Night Live? Why isn't he part of the Warriors Parade from where the fuck he's from, by the way? He's from the Bay. He's from Oakland. Why isn't he part of that parade? Why isn't he being, you know, pushed that way? So I I agree. You know, I agree that there's definitely a lot more um, that could be done. I would like to see more intertwining. But you know what? I, I, I think we have seen some of it. It's just like you don't Look, get the attention if you're not the villain. But if, see, you, if you don't become Money Mayweather, and I mean the persona, not how he fought. If you don't become th- that persona, then you're you're forgotten. Like Tyson I mean, Fury did it, and he has a personality, a right, quite but he's big not the, one. But he's not the villain. Ah, uh, he's a villain. He's the villain. I know, but let me let me rephrase. He, I I agree, but he also you know does the motivational stuff on how he beat how I he overcame mean, mental illness. That I, I look, he has a second half of his life, right? I, so I I, I agree. Know. It's not it's not a hundred percent, but and, and I think you know we're on the same page with that. You got to have a personality, and I think too. I got in this and discussion. And he has a big oh a huge one, a huge one. And there, I got into this argument on social media, but. You know, one thing that I, I think would help is we need to stop gatekeeping combat sports, boxing and MMA. We, when a casual fan comes in, a lot of fans are very dismissive of them because they don't know the sport as well, which is fine. But hold on a minute. We talked about the NFL a lot. What percentage of NFL fans are casual? 98% right, of them? Majority. How many NFL fans can tell me what a cover two defense is? How many NFL fans can tell me what the difference between a Will and a Sam Backer is or what an X and Y receiver? None of them. The average NFL fan, the average NFL fan watches one game a year, the Super Bowl. If we are so dismissive of the casual fan, hold on a minute. The casual fan is what will take us to the next level. Absolutely. The casual fan is what will fill 100,000-seat arenas. It's not the hardcore fans that can tell me what every single belt holder's favorite food is. We need to be able to have hardcore fans like you two gentlemen, like myself, you guys know even more than I do, have something for them, but also have something for the person that just watches maybe two fights a year. For sure. So... That's why I never had an issue with exhibitions. That's why when Jake Paul and Logan Paul did their card many years ago, I'm on interview telling Eddie Hearn he needed to sign them. He brushed it off and then turned around and signed them. I've <laughs> always been pro Jake Paul and Logan Paul uh, because of what they've been able to do. The different, you know, the, they just bring in a totally different audience and uh, he's been showing these boxers that, that have their nose in the air to him that um, it's, it's a lot more than just being a great fighter. Yeah. It's a lot more. Like, like you said, Terrence should be more popular, but he also should be more Jake Paul if he wants to be more popular. It's a double-edged sword, man. And you know, Promoting yourself 
Because that's what I'm always trying to do is trying to hustle and trying to find opportunities to get my name out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough putting yourself out there. But man, like what a better platform to have to put yourself out there than being known as one of the baddest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Being people that could register their hands as weapons. <laughs> how, else, how else would you want to present yourself? Right, so the, I'm Clarissa said. Clarissa Shields says that's the biggest myth in boxing. <laughs> that you don't have to register your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard that as well. Yeah, but to the casual fan, Big Mar, I got a few questions from the yeah, people. Uh, James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas, says, "Would you consider yourself a casual fan of boxing, or are you pretty devoted to the sweet science?" I'm pretty devoted. Um, I've never trained boxing, so I don't know it on the technical level that a lot of people would do. And that's why I typically stay in my lane and you'll never hear me be an analyst because I'm not, right? But I do know it better than 99% of the population. I watch more fights than most people. I'm a, I'm a pretty hardcore fan when it comes to viewing and just watching fights. So towards, towards the edge more of a hardcore fan. Brandon in Houston says, what's stopping boxing from having its own version of WrestleMania or a Super Bowl? Why can't we agree to have one giant cross-promoted event every year with six (laughs) huge fights? Why not? Too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too many people that... Plus, they don't want to split the profit. These guys don't understand business. It's like, when... You know, the thing is that they marginalize these promoters instead of glorifying them or bringing them up to the level of a Pepsi and a Coca-Cola because we've never seen Pepsi and Coca-Cola do a cross-promoter commercial. It's never going to fucking happen. So why would you insist on two different businesses coming together for the greater good? Tell that to Pepsi. Tell that to Coke. I think there's situations, though, where I do think coming together would actually do better for them. And I also think it would help the sport, which we, I think does better for we, them. We've seen it, you know. We've seen it. Why, why hasn't? Why did? Why didn't the Tyson Fury Anthony Joshua heavyweight unification about happen? I mean, come on. I like, mean, that was a of, layup because of contracts. Right, but, contracts. You know, Eddie Hearn is infamous for having his fighter get a rematch clause, and true. he's he's really good in uh, having those stick up. I think. I think if there's an opportunity to be, do a massive fight. Again, I, I can't speak on the financials of every company, but what I can speak on is I think if you, can, if you can unite fans and if you can bring in new fans because of the size of a spectacle and the size of an event. See, but for a businessman, there is no guarantee, right? Like you're, you're asking Eddie Hearn, who has a contract for a rematch with AJ and Usyk for all the belts that they lost to say... For the greater good of boxing, let me allow Usyk to go ahead and fight Tyson so that they can attract casual fans, which in turns, I will somehow get a return that we can't see. True. It's like no, it's, no it's a, businessman is doing that. It, it's, it's, it is a risk. Um, I think that the UFC achieved it when they let Conor fight Floyd. I wouldn't be surprised if a good percentage of boxing fans weren't MMA fans, but they could kind of relate to what Connor was doing and the trash talk and the, that type of thing. So again, like you're correct. I don't think that there would be a way to, you know, have a calculation or a formula or put in a, you know, in an Excel spreadsheet in terms of, okay, yeah, here was the exact ROI on what we put together. Here was, you know, the advertising that we got. I agree. But at the same time, I really think that if they were able to find ways to make some of these big fights happen, 
again, I do think a rising tide raises all ships type of thing, especially when we all operate in the same sport. I think every promoter and every promotion will see a benefit of just the sport just growing overall. We've seen it the last few years, right? Boxing has kind of had this resurgence almost, and I believe it's helped everyone, whether one fighter fights for PBC or whether another fighter fights for top rank. If more fans are a part of the industry, conceptually, we all win. So again, it's can I prove that statistically without seeing the balance sheets of every promotion? No. Does it conceptually make sense to me? Yes. I agree that it would make sense. True. But uh, we need to get that yes. to happen. <laughs> We have uh, another one here that says, do we need a big, oh, excuse me, we need a Big Mo style audio drop to play at our uh, top of the morning show, so can you give us one? Hell yeah. Uh, we can uh, alternate between yours and buffers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can do it right now, sure. So they won't be able to hear the buffers, because we're, like I said, still waiting for <laughs> our engineer, but I mean, you can, I'm sure you can improvise, right? You don't need yeah. to. I can improvise. Cool, cool. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are live from Las Vegas, Nevada, here for the Boxing Voice, introducing your hosts, the reigning, defending heavyweight Podcast champions of the world, Nestor and Danny. I that was on the fly. Huh. I could record a better one later, but yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was on that the was fly. Amazing, man! That was amazing. <laughs> so much energy. I loved it. Uh, well, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick intermission. Take a picture with Big Mo, and we'll be right back. Twelve years. Never expected it to turn out like this. TheBoxingVoice.com. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. Happening, people. Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem wrong, the man from the frozen tundra. Keem, straight out of Florida. Liz Lowe, Decatur, Georgia. You already know what it is. It's the Queen, Martha K, Detroit. Stand up. David Maldonado, New York City. Yo, Ness, don't cut me off, man. Don't cut me off. King Amina Vessex, catch me for them championship rounds. Big Superman, Plainview, Texas. Davidian in Buffalo, God bless you all. Jesus Christ. Without Chai, it ain't nothing. Without the callers, it ain't nothing, man. Batgirl, TKO, San Diego, California. Big Fish Vega, Palm Beach, Florida. Tree the incredible. Straight out the ATL. It ain't hating, it's just the truth. Show kid, my brother, New York, suckers. SDS promotions. Coach Midday from London, UK. Checking in from Tennessee, it's Lethal James. P A Y E N E. It's Lethal. Line 6 Reed, just spreading that boots gospel. Both from Belmont, only in America. Well, I'm a true attestation to the American dream. Brooklyn, you heard? Four chicken wings and french fries, breakfast and champions. Let's get to it. JT, New Orleans, Louisiana. Stuff like that. Yo, TVV, this is Coach J-Mac. New Orleans, Louisiana, 504, baby. Uh, 
or what have you. C Y California. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, join YouTube members and Patreon for some. This is the number one pound for pound and two division champion, Marvin the Tank Furman from Dallas, Texas. Brandon Marie, aka the AJ Trucker, straight out of Cincinnati, baby. Madback 100, US Virgin Chick Chickarelli, Hollywood, California. Louis Reyes, Boston, Mass. Yo, drop that SDS shit, This son. message was brought to you by SDS Promotion. The voice of the people, there is no equal. You can add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation. As I always say, please make sure you push the thumbs up. Share this in every episode of the Boxing Voice Podcast. This is TDD for life. If you ain't okay. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Boxing Voice Podcast. Uh, shout out to Big Mo for stopping by. Uh, I got to say, Danny, I did enjoy that, and I do like that uh, he's trying to personalize ring announcing. It's true, you know? Um, you need these guys to be a little more entertaining. Just like I say, the fighters, like you as a fighter, you need to do more. There's so many people that we can watch, so much that we can do with our time. And you're asking us to take out 36 minutes of our life to watch you, yet you don't want to entertain me other than the night of. And on that night, it's not guaranteed. So, you know, I like the way the Big Mo's thinking. Shout out to Big Mo for coming through. We're slowly starting to get our guests back. Um, we we still have to address certain things in studio, so we're being very selective. Um, but yeah, man, we're still trying to bring you this content each and every day. And uh, shout out to Danny. His energy is up today, right, people? Man, sounding all Champ, all I told you, I just needed my fucking coffee, bro. Like, damn, you know? I don't know. You know, like, uh, you don't smoke, you cancel the entire show. So, (laughs) so, you know, I just need a little coffee to get me going, get me feeling right, you know, a little sore going for a a massage tomorrow. Really? Oh, yeah, no question. Um, I don't know if you recommended the one next to bacon and truffles, but if you didn't recommend it to me, I'm recommending it to you. I went there. It's it's serious. Nah, uh, I think I don't know actually because uh, you thought I recommended it to you because I sent you like three or four massage parlors, but it was that me. one is dope. They even nah. do like CBD infused cream. They fucking they have like um, what are those like aroma? Uh, all right, so so yeah, the 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 um. The, you talking about essential oils? But the one that like they like you know put in is like vapor in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that has th um, not thc but cbd C- also. CBD. So, okay, yeah. You, know, you uh, might want to check them out. The, that shit was pretty. Do dope. they have like a name? You know, so I could check them out. It's or? right next to. It's literally, literally right, right next to truffles and bacon. Re- literally, it's it's all those windows next to truffles. It's a pretty big establishment, um, and it's nice. It's nice, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, for sure, bro. Yeah, I, uh, you know, getting back, I ain't, I ain't lift weights in a minute. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. When I say a minute, I'm talking about some years. No, I hear you, man. So you uh, gotta start light, man. You, you hurt yourself this first week because it shocked your muscles, bro. They're not, they're not used to lifting that much, 
and you know they're sore right now. But the, I'm telling you, you're doing the wrong thing by staying away. You're supposed to work through the soreness that only lasts the first seven days. No, I mean I'm not staying away. I just that was uh, what's today Friday. That was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was Thursday. Wasn't available yesterday. That's all. Yeah. Um. Fuck, man. I wish it. I wish it would pull up on the maps because. I pull up on the maps and it's... Oh, you're looking it up. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's not there, though. See? Right. See, th- this is the problem. This is why businesses need to have their maps, their numbers, everything correct. Because if you don't, then, like, you think I'm going to drive over there and hope that they have an opening? Absolutely not. I'm going to Google another massage parlor. And now Ness, you know, the great one he went to is going to... Not get my business. Cause I, I the, mean, after the show, I'll get it for you. I'm pretty sure my girl knows. I, I, you know, we did a couple's massage. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying, bro. Even on the map, it doesn't appear like it should. It should pull up on the map, regardless. But nonetheless, don't get upset. No, we got a poll right now, live on YouTube, and it says, "Do you think it's easy to make Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia?" Thirty-three percent of the voting public which is over 550 votes, says, yes, it should be easy. 32, no, it will be difficult. 19, Oscar will hold up the fight. 16, Al Heyman will hold up the fight. Mm. So that's, uh, that was how many people uh, voted on that, Ness? Right now we have 567 votes. So make sure to go ahead and participate. If you haven't already, let your voice be heard. Let your opinion be heard. While you're at it, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you do have that notification bell turned on. That way you know when we do go live. Make sure to like this video as well. And make sure to check out our good friends, Kenichi Bear. They got these wonderful headphones, the Hibernation 5s. I know this is a product that we sponsor. I get that. But when I tell you this is a product that I use every day, like, I'm... Big into music. Music is a big part of my, uh, like, honestly, anytime I'm alone listening to music. I'm cleaning yesterday, swept, fucking uh, mopped, took the trash out because this morning was trash. Like, I just got my headphones on the whole time because I don't like, bro, I used to be the guy to turn the TV on and... Uh, I used to turn the TV on and just play music, right? Yeah. But then the My thing, girl does that. yo, the thing is, when I go to another room, the music, you know, yeah, it's it doesn't like, sound as it good. Do, it don't sound as good. So I just throw my Hibernation Fives on. Literally, literally forgot to mop last night. So I did that this morning before I left the house. Damn, you are getting real productive with your life, bro. And uh, bro, gym in the morning, mopping in the morning, bro. Shit, yeah. Shit, watch out. Yeah, man. Got your shit together. But I literally had my Hibernation 5 zone while I'm mopping because it was just, I'm doing, you know, going from one room to another. I wanted to be able to listen to my tunes. That Bad Bunny, Mm. that Conejo Malo. Yo, we was actually debating in the barbershop. Oh, my God. That shit was hilarious, Hilarious, yo. yo. That's a Dominican barbershop for you. And let me tell you. Y'all don't do that in that Cuban barbershop you used to go to. Bro, I used to. What? You know how many free haircuts I got in that? Off of debating? Debating, bro. Because these these motherfuckers. Whoa. These motherfuckers is like the same people calling you about Fortuna. Mm. Bro, they swore. Mm -hmm. They swore to the gods of gods. Uh Uh-oh. To, uh, to, 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 uh, which, uh, what's the Cubans? Uh, 
Gamboa? No, 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 no. Uh, Breaking the, down. The Cuban God. The Cuban God. You know, the Cuban God. Uh, the Cuban God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't watch Joe Rogan? He's had uh, Uncle Joey on the show, and he's Cuban, and he talks about they got the Cuban God. I've never heard of he's him. He's like a black, muscular God that they that they pray to anyway. Um, what? Bro, these Cubans would would stick by their own. Hmm. Loma Rigo? Came up, cleaned their ass the fuck up. Damn. Dame ese dinero. Damn. Cause what y'all doing, bro? They stick to their Cubans. Wilder Ortiz too. Dame ese dinero. Cause what they do, they want to belt with the Cubans. You get what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we'd go at it. We'd go at it. Oh my god, yo, what, what, what? it got canceled. It got canceled the first time. I know it just happened. I know it just happened. But you know, a lot's changed this year. But for the first fight, Nesta, with Tank and Roley, like when it was supposed to happen in December, mm-hmm. bro, I there was a couple times like my barber and other barbers had to come, because there was one guy in there that was really good friends with Roley's dad. And, you know, I just, I would let him know, you know, regarding boxing. But yeah, man, it ain't a real barbershop if you ain't listening. And you ain't really listening if it ain't through these hibernation fives. So go get you a pair. Yeah, link is of, in the chat. Speaking the, link of the link is in the chat. Speaking of that link. It's Jem- in the chat. Jimmy's saying it's not working. I addressed it. Uh, I can't just copy and paste the link and, 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 and also tell you that it's 15%. I'm going to have to write it differently because it adds the 15 But I re-put it there. Now you can check it. Um, so the link is in there. Click the link for your 15% off using discount code TBV or TBEBE in yep. Espanol. Yep, yep, yep. If you use our code, you get 15% off. There's and that. the link definitely is working. I'm clicking it. Yeah, I I'm just clicking clicked it because I see that comment too, but I literally... Those are old because remember, they're on a delay. The link is working now. Just click it. You get 15% off if you use the code T. B V, you know, um, but while we're giving out, yo, um, and I, I just want y'all to know, like, no bullshit. I really use them. That's what you're gonna say. But the sound is amazing, like for real. Mm-hmm. Like I was jamming, I was jamming, uh, to that Bad Bunny I, uh, party. party. Ooh, the, the party, 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 party. That's gonna be my next motherfucking post with the with the vet, like party, party. Bro, that shit was bumping through them hibernation fives. Fuck wrong with you. Yes, Uh Uh-oh, Ignorant Boxer said, Dan, those white headphones look good. Nah, bro, I'm telling you. Yo, Ignorant Boxer, you already know. If you need a pair, we got you. We got you. Matter of fact, we going to raffle a pair this week starting probably Monday. Yeah, so- so, Or Saturday, hopefully. You know what, Ness? It's maybe Saturday. Yeah, cause, 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 cause they say it's a big fight. Yeah, what's today? That's what they say. Oh yeah, so that's tomorrow. Tomorrow they say it's a big fight. Bo even took the whole fucking day off from Carmax. Yes, Easy P. He said he need the whole day to prepare for the fight tomorrow. So tomorrow night, tomorrow night, let's do it big. Big. We need big numbers, we big gonna, lights. We gonna raffle off a a a a a, a pair of Kenichi beer hibernation fives and. We might bring back out uh what we got. We got like we got like a TBV shirt in there, right, bro? I made a video for this. Damn, we gotta get him in mic. I cannot believe this shit. I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send this to you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get you a table stand. I'm not. Yo, ignorant no boxing. More. The quality, truly, the quality, bro. The quality is is top quality. 
Um, that foam on my ear feels good. My ear, like the the the, Listen, the, the lobe, literally squeezes right in there. Let me just say this, nice man. and snug. Anybody that's been listening to this show for a while, you know that I I haven't even had a dozen sponsors. So like, we don't just accept any product. You know, it's got to be good. Speaking of any product, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go to Danny. Actually, Bo, can you can you send me that? Except yes, no. Still, I'm telling you, bro. The sound quality is top so, sound so quality. So right now, so right now, we were sent another product, and they're like, "Yo, we want to partner with y'all." And I'm like, "Cool, we need to test it out." So you know, this is not a sponsor. This is not a partnership. This is just me, Bo, Danny, and the team receiving the product to be able to use it to know whether or not we want to tell you about it, and you know. Have you purchased it? But Bo, no, that that's the box right there. All right. It's right there. Open up that video I just sent you. Okay. It was for. You want this shown on the on the show? The show. And the music is. Uh, I just right I right. just need to know what you want done. Let's see um how I'm gonna do this. How I'm gonna do this? Bo just sent me a video, but I don't see it. Where is that? Um, careful. It keep pulling. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It says the airdrop was canceled. Yeah, I texted to you though. It probably didn't come through yet. So we're waiting for Bo to open up the box. So but in the meantime, I do see Best Dad ever asking about the gaming aspect of these headphones. Yep. Now I'm you gonna can be, add the mic. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. That's simple. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I have not used them but for Madison, gaming. But Madison, but Madison has, has and does one hour every day on Xbox. And literally all it is right here is an attachable, bendable, adjustable microphone that you're yep. adding to your headphones. It comes included. The handle. It's in the box. Because these water bottles have a special handle. Oh, body, you, body. you gotta attach it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you want to be. Oh, oh. Luke, these guy. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna demonstrate it with the WBC glove. But just uh, want to remind everybody for those, because there's been a lot of them. I promise you, there's been so many people hitting us up, hitting us up uh, specifically. Talking about tomorrow's fight, head over to mybookie.com. Use your code BETTBV. You know, yeah, if you believe in Fortuna, like the crazy people that have been calling me, you know, he is as big as a plus 600. So, you know, you can easily use the code BETTBV on mybookie. Bet $100, make $700 on Fortuna. Bet $10, make uh, $70 on Fortuna. But if not, you know, you stick with Ryan, who everyone thinks is going to win, and uh, you just got to bet heavy on Ryan. Let's just be real. You know, you got to bet heavy on Ryan to make some money, and that's probably the, the safe bet. I'm not a Fortuna believer in terms of this particular fight. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know about you, Danny. It is fight week. Tomorrow is the big fight. Uh, he is a social media star. Is he going to bring him out, or is he going to perform? Is he going to make it to this alleged tank fight? Well, you know, uh, that we shall see tomorrow. But tonight, tonight, you guys can tune in here 
Well, we'll be tuned in to ESPN, ESPN Plus. Tonight, top rank, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, I believe. So make sure to tune in, not just to top rank ESPN slash ESPN Plus, but right here, YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. You don't want to miss out for tonight's fight chat. We got Danielito Zorrilla, Zorrillo versus someone mm. we got to see pretty close in camp this time around. Arnold Barboza, we had him on the show. When's so, the last time Ryan got a knockout? Uh, the fight before last. He went. He went twelve with to go, didn't he? Yeah. He went twelve with to go, Danny. So then it's the fight before last, right? So that means. Here we go. Bro, he went twelve with to go. That means Fortuna could definitely go twelve. Mm. Fortuna would stop. Oh, Bo laughed back there, y'all. Yo, Steve in the UK said Bo must have been the slowest kid at Christmas. Why? I guess he was taking too long to like open the package up. Damn. Damn. Um, yo, screen sharing right now, my bookie.ag, and I'm seeing that Ryan to win by decision is a plus 225. Oh shit! That might be a come up. That's a come up. I'm I'm taking that bet. The thing is, you see those bets. This is why I don't like straight bets. Cause like, how much am I gonna make off that bet? Even ten dollars is only what twenty five. That seems so wackish. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know. And then it's not. That's not a. That's not a guarantee bet. So like, do I really want to bet twenty five? But let me see if I can make that parlay. So we could do the Ryan decision, Murataya knockout. Shaw knockout. That's some good odds right there. Now, you know, this $2 bet. Let me see what that $2 look like. $2 wins you 7 All right, so we might have to change that to a little, at least a little 5 Bro, yeah, I was going to say. Bro, don't be hating on my bet. Where's your money at? You know what I'm saying? 5 makes me 18 on that. I'm going to take that I'm part. I'm still waiting for you to pay me out my winnings from our last bet. What winnings? You you got me in a hole. You never gave me no, no money. No, 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 You never no. gave me no that, money. That, bro, on the on the, 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 the Devin the, fight and a week after, we won some money. We ain't win as much on the Devin fight. Bro, but we, pass me the glove, man. We, we won. Pass me the glove. Which man. one? The green WBC. Shout out to Mauricio. What's wrong with your arm, man? I can't, I can't pass it to you. Why? Because we have it secured. We have the glove secured. No, to... we don't. We didn't tape it. Yes, we did. Who taped it? Shit. It must have been you. I never taped it. Thank you. No tape on the glove. You're oh, so weird. No, you put it under the shelf, remember? That's why I was stuck on it. Man, whatever, bruv. Yeah. Let me get this shot Bo, on me. Bo, Hold on, Bo, 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 before you do anything, please turn on this AC, bro, because... I'm tired. Who turned it off? Like, what the fuck? So... Alright, Bo, go to the wide shot. Let me see. Am I gonna get my head chopped off? So this is the bottle. I know you've seen it. Oh. I know you've I... seen it out there. It's called the Fraqua. Fraqua bottle. So this is intended for fighters. All you fighters out there, you know you might not have a full team. So you don't have someone in the corner to pass you the water when you're thirsty. Like, oh, hold up. So you might be hitting the bag, and you and you, you you need a little you need a little sippy sip. You need a little sippy sip, and you ain't got nobody there. There's no one there to help you. So 
this is what it was intended to do. Now, we're going to try this in the studio and let you know if it's really good. So it would be like, you, you should narrate what I'm doing. Yeah, so basically right here, this is Nesta picking the glove, glove picking the bottle up with his glove on as he would in the gym. And he is pouring that water this into... Is me, this is me drinking. He's drinking out water while his glove's still on. Picked it up with ease. Never took secure. It off. Never took it off. Never loosened it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so right to the body, overhand up top. You get what I'm saying? So this right here, you right now could be working out LA Fitness, your home garage, whatever the case may be. Don't have somebody to give you a little water. No problem. So again, we're Do not promoting this at all. This is a gift. We have, we're not promoting it. It is Aiba sponsored, so you know. Um, and approved. We're gonna use it and let you know if it's actually good, and then we'll move forward from there. But since we have a gym downstairs and a ring downstairs, and we actually do work out, this will say. And and you know what? I'm not gonna lie. We've had issues with water bottles, like. In the sense that we've forgotten these RX bottles and don't come to the gym with water. And they actually put a water machine, so this will be better now. Here. You can put that back. I figured. So shout out to Fraqua. Thank you for sending that. We'll keep you updated on our honest review. Because that thing might leak. You know, you're always going to have it upside down. You got to make sure that it was built properly. Absolutely, Ness. Got to make sure it is a good product, but great thought process behind. And that is another product that actually was, um, you know, started by an amateur fighter, Ness. So not just are these hibernation Five products uh, started by an amateur fighter, but so is that water bottle. So, much love from Chicago, Ivy Brick. Shout out to y'all in the rack, Shy City. Ness, we back tonight. Just want to remind everybody, we will be calling the Arnold Barboza Danielita Sorria fight on ESPN top rank tonight, and then tomorrow night. On the zone, we will be live, so make sure to tune in for that. We'll be doing some giveaways. I know it's been a while, so we want to definitely give back to the people. We have literally boxes and boxes and shelves full of shit, literally, not shit, but full of things um, that we have to give away to you guys. We'll be giving away a lot of uh, Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame shirts. As the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame does approach, it will uh, maybe a little over a month at this point. So uh, plenty of stuff to give away for the people, plenty of autographed gloves to give away for the people, some TBV swag, some TBV merch. To include that will be some shirts from Fighter Awareness, uh, FTWR, good uh, friends of ours. Very happy to have partnered with them, um, you know, I, I'll just tell you, like, we've always had the boxingvoice.com forward slash store where you can get our apparel, but it, it just hasn't been a, a personal relationship with any company, you know? Having someone that is physically local, 
uh, right here to California that actually listens to the show, bro. Like that, the fact that Fernando listens to the show was all I needed. Like whoever I was dealing with in the past, they weren't a fan of the show. They didn't listen to the show, and they certainly did not work with other fighters in the same business as myself. So you know, I think it's uh, quite uh, not only important but a, a fantastic partnership that we were able to get with already such uh, a, a notable name in the sport. You know, they they do the clothing for our good friend Xander Zayas, Jamel Herring, Tiafimo Lopez, Keller Plant, as he said. So, you know, we're just happy that uh, Fernando reached out and he's willing and we can get this ball rolling and bring you the best because, truthfully, I love... The shirt that he made for me, you know, uh, it was a sample, obviously, but it was this podcast King's logos that you can't see right now because in place of the television, we're actually showing you all the raffles that we'll be doing this Saturday. You'll have an opportunity to win multiple things. Bo, Shout out to Bo. Bo, question. How many keychains have we gave away? None. Roughly. None. No, we gave away a few at the end. Uh, so I Bo was saying we gave a few away at the end. Yeah, we gave a few. All right. First, was winning them. Uh, mm. Okay. Let me let me text Alex, man, because he's got. We need this bow mic. This is crazy. I was also thinking we need a bow cam. We could put another cam here facing that way. My mm, bow cam. I like that. I like that. I like that. So, like I said, guys, we do have a lot of uh, a lot of merch to give away. We do have once again some Hall of Fame stuff. Some a lot of shit from the IBO. A lot of stuff. Shout out Ed Levine. Oh, yeah, man, we got so much to give away. Listen, we're still desperately looking for an intern uh, because this is a lot. You know, you will be able to learn all about video production and live streaming and live podcasting, which is uh, very valuable information. You'll be able to, you know, gain a Rolodex. Look, you could have you could have met Big Mo personally, took a picture with him, possibly exchange. Who knows what business ventures you have and who we can help you uh, connect with, man. One hand washes the other. This is a beautiful facility uh, that could only, you know, bring good to you. So if you're interested in interning, you're local to Las Vegas, and you do like boxing, DM the Boxing Voice, man. DM the Boxing Voice for an opportunity to work with the number one boxing podcast in the world. We're doing great things. And I'm telling you, if I don't find an intern by the time we announce that big-ass news that I was telling you, don't expect for me to give you an opportunity when I announce that big-ass news. It's just not happening. I'm just saying. Yo, um, and I just want to, like, throw it out there that, uh, you know, Nestor's given opportunities to a lot of people. And, 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 you know, I've told you I'm always grateful. And there's people on other platforms doing great things. Shout-out to Sean. Shout-out to Ron. You know, shout out to everybody doing great things, and that's that you've given an opportunity to. But I just want to throw it out there that we all started as interns. Like, we all literally started as interns. So those of you like, damn, like, how do I get where Shanza Tell is? Or how do I get where Danny is? Or, you know, we all started with Ness as interns. So, you know, this may be an opportunity for somebody to, to, to replace me. Or, you know, to take take over the show. Or, you know, you never know what's to come. So, definitely... Uh, I am getting older. 
That was my bad impression too. I mean, nah. I just yeah. That 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 was bad. That was bad. <laughs> but um Danny's the biggest hater I know. I swear. I don't get this guy, but it's Bro, okay. Why do you think I'm hating? Why like, do you think I'm hating? You know, we we were at the barbershop yesterday. The floor was covered in fucking grass. Came off the top of your head. Like, bro, you are getting old, and you you think I'm gonna take over one day? But I don't I don't think so, champ. I think I'm gonna go before you. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm gonna die young, probably like 58. Whoa. Yeah. So. Well, uh, they say the good die young. Yo, so you ever seen grumpy old men? You sound like one. I, I mean, it's, it's a movie of uh, old I did friends. see that grumpy old man. I was going to say, I feel like that'd be us, like fishing mm -hmm. in Florida. That would have been us fishing in, in Florida, Florida, but you don't want to come. Yeah. You, 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 you got this weird thing that if you go to Florida, you have to visit every single part of Florida. You don't even know how many listeners we got. First of all, we got the guy from, with the tiny house Yo, out shout there. out to Kenichi Bear. said, I'm able to intern for you guys for two weeks till you find a permanent person. Well, damn. Come is on, that Jim. is that the son or the father? I mean, I, I would assume. No, because remember, that's the product. Kenichi bears the product. Right. Cardin is the son. Yeah, Cardin's the son. I'm saying that's why I thought it'd be the son. I, I mean, is he in Vegas? What the hell? Maybe they're coming out here. Uh, I, I, and they got their own studio, so I guess he, that would make sense to get two weeks of learning how to do it, like the pros. Mm -hmm. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll we take it. We'll give you the secrets. I've never especially, been one especially, not to give away the secrets. I actually told Danny yesterday that he needs to get this software, especially if he's not going to come to Florida because it's like, you know, these hosts have to step it up. I can't be the only one driving the shit. Mind you, my system in Florida, I'll be able to tap into them over here. So if he goes live here, I'm going to be live over I there. I mean, still technically, do it. you don't even need your laptop, bro. Because you're going to have your desktop. Technically, I'm not leaving you my laptop because, you know, it just is personal. Oh, I mean, true. Yeah, I have all my texts come yeah, on yeah, and but then can't the business you, emails. No, that's what I'm saying. You can't just put the fucking uh, program on my Like laptop. I said, it's downloadable. You can put it on your laptop. That's all not right, even a thing. Easy peasy. It's not even a question. Yeah, I don't even know why you would bring it good. up. You got hope. You get what I'm saying? What? Why even bring it up? What? You know? What? But we out of here. Boxing really? Voice. We ain't got no super chats? Hell no, they don't love us like you that. You crazy. I see Bougie from Broward say, yo, I was scared. Y'all ain't have no show today because it ain't show up. It ain't show an upcoming show. Anyway, glad y'all here while I'm on my way to my family reunion. Well, hope you and your family have fun. Try not to argue. Usually in those things, we end up arguing with our loved ones. It's like when we If we ain't going to argue, together, what the fuck we coming together for? I hear you. Mike Wilkins. What up, Mike? Oh, no. That was yesterday's. Damn. We only got one, two super chats today. Ain't we, no love for we, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Damn. What? Oh, yeah. We really out, man. That's, that's GTO, Instagram, and Twitter. Catch me on the next one. Damn, that's sad. Two super chats. That's how we get. That's how they did me. I'm out, bro. What's you saying anything? No, no, no. All right, we out. Peace. Peace. Ring walk, Danny, the boxing voice.